Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. Because I'm just a nobody trying to tell all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. Like for the past year, been flying solo. Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church, he is chomping at the bit to get back on this show. And uh, I don't know, maybe I'll let him, maybe I won't. I be honest with you, I will definitely let him. I, I miss having him in studio. Still get a chance to hear him preach and, and uh, see him at church every Sunday and talk to him during the week, but I miss him and uh, his willingness to be my co-host on this show. It's, it's not the same, so I look forward to that. Today's show is fun. The second two segments, we're going to talk to Allison Mercer. She is a former NAI Division I college basketball player. She's the youth pastor at the Rock Church in Point Loma, which is the Rock Church has been such a godsend for Faith in the Zone. We've had phenomenal guests on, and I know that Allison will be um, another long line now of, of phenomenal guests from the Rock Church. And and I've said this enough, but I'll continue to talk about this church. And, I, and I've spent so much time on their website. It's uh, SD Rock. So San Diego Rock.com is the name of the website. The mission for that church is to save, equip, and send. It has been the heart and soul since day one of the Rock, of Rock Church. It is a vision to establish global, persuasive, hope, Every street, every person, this means we need an army of hope bearers who have been saved and equipped and sent. And I just, uh, I think the world of the people at this church, 
And I have to tell you, the common denominator, the kind of the straw that stirs the drink of all the help that I've gotten from the Rock Church, her name is Mailing. She's the media relations director at this church. And, and I'm just telling you that she has been such a godsend. And I found out the reason why, because she is formerly a Midwest girl. Maybe that's why we get along so well, other than living in the suburb of Chicago, which I don't know, that's like the other side of the world from Milwaukee sometimes. Mayling, thank you so much. I really appreciate your willingness to come on. Let's talk a little bit about the Rock Church. I'm so impressed with with the things that you do, and that I'm just watching on, on, on your website, and the pastors you have are to the point, and they're very, very strong in their conviction of, of what you have to do as a Christian. Yeah, you know, Mike, I started out um, bringing high school students that I worked with, whether I was coaching them in softball or volleyball um, or working in Campus Crusade for Christ, high school ministry, I would bring them to the Rock Church um, because Miles preached in such a way that these kids, that, who a lot of them did not have any type of church background, they understood. I remember um, one girl specifically she, we went to church service one day, and, and she came out, and we, she started crying in the car. And I said, I said, what's wrong? What happened? She said, that was the first time I understood the Bible. And I said, what do you mean? She said, I have dyslexia. She said, it's really hard for me to read the Bible. Wow. She said, but the way the message was preached today, the, the visuals, the video, the, even the songs we sang and how it was, how it was pervor- performed and presented, she said, I understood what it meant to have a relationship with God today. And so that's how I initially got plugged into the Rock Church. And then years later down the road, started working there. And one of the things I love about working at the Rock Church is that there is always something going on. Uh, Miles McPherson, when he started the church, you know, he wanted the church to be a do-something church. You know, in any sport, you have the huddle. The huddle is, you know, Sunday Sunday service. Um, and a lot of churches, that they're content with the huddle, but not, but not Pastor Miles. He wants um, the people to go out into the community and Monday through Saturday be living out their faith and using the experiences, talents, and everything else that God has entrusted us with to impact the community um, so that people might come to know the Lord ultimately. You know, in the mission statement, when it says, look, um, to establish global uh, pervasive hope, every street, every person, that jumps off the page to me. And when you talk about to save, equip, and send, you know, as, as Christians, biblically, we are to be peculiar. And it is, it really is, for, for, for some people, including myself, when, when we're out on every street trying to talk to every person, we get a little tongue-tied. And I can tell you that a couple of weeks ago, um, when we had yet another pastor from from the Rock Church, I, I I talked about that part, and he said, "Hey, you got to not worry about that. You got to just go and and you know what? The Lord will give you the words. It's not your job. Your job is to plant the seed. Just to, you know what? You talk the way you talk, and and just get comfortable with that part of it, and then allow the Lord to work. And it, it you know it's made such a difference. And this young man who is you know I'm an old guy, and in about 45 seconds, he just completely calmed that part of my life down a little bit to just slow down, slow down, talk a little bit about what you know, and then just, you know what, guide them, talk to them, be their friend. You don't have to hit them over the head with the, with a the Bible. You just uh, be you. 
and it was it was marvelous. We were talking again, Mei Ling. She is the uh, media relations director at the Rock Church. I would highly recommend, and I say this every time, do not think you're going to go on this website and then five minutes later go shopping or go out the door because you're going to get stuck. You're going to be late for your appointment. You're going to be late for whatever. Make sure you have 30, 40, 50 minutes put aside as you go to sdrock.com and do yourself a favor. Start, just hit play and, and listen to Pastor Miles for a while. And, man, this is an impressive man, former NFL guy, and, and I'm telling you that he, uh, he, will, he will catch you and he will make you take your coat off and sit up and listen a little bit. He's just really impressive. Mayling, can we talk a little bit about growing up in uh, suburb of Chicago and, and talk a little bit about how you ended up in San Diego? What was the journey? Yeah, so I went to college at University of Missouri. God provided a full scholarship. It was really crazy. You know, going into my senior year of high school, my mom said, I'm applying to all these different colleges, and she just said, you know, Mayling, we just don't have that kind of money. You know, college is expensive. And I said, what? You know, I was devastated, and I wasn't getting a full ride playing sports. I wasn't that great. Um, But she said, if if God wants you to go there— he will provide a way. He said, you know, she quoted the verse, my God shall supply all of your needs according to his glorious riches in heaven. And, you know, as a, as a high school student, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, 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 mom, whatever. Right. Well, long story short, I received a full academic scholarship to the best school in the country, uh, University of Missouri for journalism, and um, got a full academic scholarship there. And during that time, that's really where God developed my faith. I showed up at the campus, had a Christian roommate got involved in Campus Crusade for Christ, and during my summers, I would go to, I worked at this Christian sports camp for inner-city kids called Kids Across America Camps, and that was, again, another pivotal place where my faith really got developed. I saw other people my own age living out their faith, sharing their faith, and using sports as a platform to share their faith. You know, Mike, you talked about um, sometimes feeling intimidated, sharing our faith, and that was one of the things I learned at Kids Across America Camp is finding that common denominator, finding that platform. Sports is an amazing common denominator. You know, whether it's your kid's little league team or, you know, you're, you're, you're playing in a rec league or whatever it might be, sports is a common denominator, and finding those questions, um, it might even be sharing, hey, did you see so-and-so, you know, a person of faith, playing in sports and how they shared their faith. Uh, but that was one of the things my time at Kids Across America taught me, and I loved it. And then after I graduated from college, was kind of just praying and asking God, okay, where should I go? And, you know, little old me from Midwest, you know, suburb of Chicago thought, oh, ministry looks the same anywhere in the country. So I, I moved out to San Diego knowing that I wanted to work with high school students um, and not realizing that ministry on the West Coast is completely different than the Midwest. <laughs> Yes, hundred percent, and and it's interesting that it's it's like the weather, right? It's really different on that side of the country. When you ended up um, in San Diego, did you have a job lined up when you moved there? I didn't. No, I had um, <laughs> I had someone that said, "Hey, if you move out here, let us know." Um, they had sent their kids to to Canicut Camps, which is a sister camp of Kids Across America. They said, "You worked at Kids Across America? I'll hire you in a second. So he said, "If you move out to San Diego." You have a job. So sure enough, uh, he was the principal at a school, and I started coaching at that school and substitute teaching and eventually um, ended up going and joining staff with Campus Crusades for Christ. 
high school ministry um, because I loved working with high school kids so Amen. much and continued to teach, continued to teach and coach and and uh, minister to high school students. Man, what you know? Talk about you know courage and belief and faith. You know, you, you could have gone from Missouri and then gone home, back home to Chicago, and and probably done extremely well, but had that that safety net, had the family there. But to move to San Diego, you know, I, I have a niece that went to Missouri, and she's now, um, she's a broadcast, she's a news broadcaster in Tampa, in Tampa Bay. She grew up in Tarpon Springs, Florida. She, you know, she stayed at Missouri, and she's Tigers all the way, right? She's got the gear that she wears, and she went to some smaller markets and then got a job at a big station in Tampa about 30 minutes from where she grew up and just has nothing but great, great things to say about her days on the campus at, at Missouri. And she really is uh, quite a fan of that school. We are talking to Mei Ling. Again, she is the media relations director at, at uh, the Rock Church in San Diego. And I cannot thank her enough. In fact, she knows this. But early next week, there's going to be something dropped in the mail, and she's going to be able to get a few <laughs> cups of coffee for me because this is the only way we, we we can get faith in the zone, you know, fresh and new each week. Is we have got we've built this network, and and mailing is certainly part of that network now because she has just been so helpful. All of a sudden, I'll get an email saying, "Hey." You know, I didn't think about this. We have somebody else here if you have some interest. And she's so good at her job, and she gets me all the information that I need. Cannot uh, cannot thank her enough. Hey, um, last question, when we'll, and we'll get into the second segment with your testimony. But when you talked about what your mom said, so you grew up kind of in that faith-based family? Yes. Yeah, so my mom was a believer, and, you know, when you, you were talking about courage and faith, um, that's so much of what my parents instilled in me. Um, you know, when I told my parents I was going on staff with Campus Crusade, a lot of a lot of my other colleagues were, you know, they experienced negativity from their parents. But my, my mom and my dad were my biggest cheerleaders and champions. They prayed for me. They helped me raise support. And even when I decided I was going to go back and do um, journalism and public relations and, and leave the ministry field in that sense, again, they've, they've always been my biggest champion and my biggest cheerleaders. And so always thankful for for my mom and her prayers um and now as a mom i get to do the same thing for my kiddos and so her legacy lives on through that but right. yes it's you know a lot of times people are wondering should i take that step of faith and, and they pray and ask god for a sign right like they try to put the fleece out but a lot of times you see in the bible is god asked where they god asked them to step into the river and then he parted it and or he asked them to lower to lower the spies down, and then and then and then the faith, the then the action took place, right? Right. So sometimes God requires us to take those steps of faith before before we see what the actual outcome is, and it isn't always the outcome that we necessarily want. Hundred percent. She is mailing. We're going to hold her over for one more segment, and then we'll talk to Allison Mercer. Again, Allison, former Division One basketball player. When I talked to her yesterday, she said she can still shoot the ball a little bit. I don't know. I, I told her, keep that weak game in Southern Cal. Don't you be coming to Wisconsin. And I got a feeling that she would come and play uh, play one-on-one, play horse, whatever I want. So we're going to talk a little smack to Allison in segment three and four. Other side of the break, we're going to talk to Mayling a little bit more about her testimony and her walk. And then we'll continue to talk about the Rock Church. Again, big fan, sdrock.com is where you're going to want to go. 
This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The fan again and Mike McGivern flying solo. For this uh, second segment, May Link, again, she is the Media Relations Director at Rock Church in San Diego. The second two segments, we'll talk to Allison Mercer, former Division I basketball player, also uh, works at the Rock Church and, and looking forward to, to talking to her. Um, May Ling, when, when we left off, we talked about your testimony, and, and can we talk a little bit um, and be a little bit more, I guess, specific on, on when it really um, kind of, when you fell to your knees, I guess, and accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and really believed it? Was it um, when you were on the campus at Missouri and part of Campus Crusaders? So it was actually the senior, my, going into my senior year of high school, I went on a, a mission trip with my high school youth group. And I saw other people actually living out their faith at that time. And I really realized, like, before that, I was giving lip service to God, right? I told people I was a Christian, but Monday through Saturday, my heart was so far from God. And my mom was calling me out all the time, Mike, you know, to the point where, you know, we talked in the first segment about how moms have this this awesome power and this awesome legacy. My mom wouldn't let me play basketball my sophomore year of high school I could have been a really great basketball player um to the point where when the when I told the coach I wasn't trying out my sophomore year of high school the varsity coach showed up at our house (laughs) and asked my mom why she wasn't letting me play um basketball and my mom said because my daughter tells people she's a Christian and her heart is far from God and you you know the coach was just like in shock she didn't understand that at all and it's probably the best thing my mom did at the time. Uh, you know, I coached for years, and I would t- I would always share that story with parents yes. because sometimes there's points in your kids' lives where you are going to need to to step back from sports to really help them refocus their relationship with God. And by doing that, um, my, I got more involved in youth group, begrudgingly at first. And, and then by the time I got to my senior year of high school, I was like, wow, I want to live this out. And so then when I went to University of Missouri and got involved in Campus Crusade for Christ my freshman year, that was really where it was like growing and, and time to live it out and be around and learn what it meant to be, have Christian friends. Because I never really had, I had some Christian friends in high school, but, um, you know, college was just a great experience. Hey, I, I'm not sending you that gift card. I want to drive it down to the suburb of Chicago, give it to your mom. Like, she's my favorite person right now. I, I coached Aww. basketball for 36 years. I cannot, I would have I would have gone to your house as well. And I would have said, hold on a second. What, can we rethink this? Because she's, we got a chance to, to be a really good basketball player. We don't want to lose her. And the fact that your mom said that is is incredible. Hey, when when you were um, when you were working at the camp, uh, the Kids Across America camp, and being a counselor there, I would assume with what you do for a living now, that really sets you up and, and to learn how to deal with a lot of stuff that's going on, especially in today's world. 
um, from from working at that camp? Yeah, my time at Kids Across America was pivotal for my faith and my career. You know, as much as I wish I could have a career in professional sports, it, that just wasn't what God had for me. But I can use the things that that I learned at that camp about sharing my faith, asking deeper spiritual questions. You know, whenever I had um, kids that were having a hard time at camp, I would just sit down with them and ask them, what's going on? And they would often share with me some troubles that they were experiencing at home. And really, that's part of the reason why they didn't want to accept Christ. You know, and then when the pandemic hit, it was like, you know, a lot of times I haven't been, I haven't worked at camp for years now, but I got to run my own little mini camp here at our house. Sure. When the pan, when the pandemic hit, I was like, all right, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do some fun little games, some fun drills and incorporating a lot of the activities that we learned at camp into our home. And I say that all to say, Mike, to encourage parents, to encourage grandparents, wherever they're at, that God has given each of us unique experiences um, for better or for worse. And it's up to us to use those things and draw on those things to, to share our faith. And, um, you know, sometimes there's parts of our lives where we're ashamed of them or we're discouraged about them. And that's where the enemy wants us to stay. 100%. But God, but God wants to use those things for his glory, for his triumph. And so, you know, I just want to encourage people, if there's things in their lives where, you know, they're questioning, why did I do this? Or why did, why did you take me through this, this time in my life? Uh, you know, ask God how he wants to use that. Kids Across America was an amazing experience for me, but I, and I never thought I would really be using it again in that sense. But, you know, here we are in the pandemic, and I'm, I'm so thankful for that experience. Hey, when you started working there, do you remember, what, you know, that first week, the first day, you know, driving there and getting yourself settled? Were, were you nervous about that setting? Well, it was funny, Mike, because uh, Kids Across America has a sister camp called Canacuck, yep. and that ministers to suburban kids. And I, I told my friends, oh, man, I want I want to go to Kanakuk. And they said, Mayling, you'd be better suited for Kids Across America. I didn't know what Kids Across America was at the time. I started crying in my dorm room. And they're like, why? Why are you upset? And I said, I, just, I'm, I feel like you're saying I'm not good enough. They're, and they're like, no, 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 Mayling, you just, you just have a different you know, calling on your life. And, this is, and they showed me the video of Kids Across America, and I was like, I want to be there. And so I remember – rolling into camp and uh, the other counselors being dressed up and, you know, just the excitement, the energy that was there, getting to use sports and play sports all day as a way to talk about Jesus. It was the best thing ever. Um, I encourage parents or other listeners out there, if you have kids, definitely check out Canica and Kids Across America camps as a place to send them to have them grow in their faith. Um, And if you're, if you ever college student or post-college student, post-college grad, go work there for a summer. It will completely change what you do. I have friends that are, you know, now they're in the medical field or they're doing other completely different things. And and they, same like me, they're using their experience at, at Kids Across America and, and, and it changes the way they, they do things. Hey, when you talked about with the pandemic and you got to take some of the things that you did and now you utilize them at home with your own kids, how many kids do you have and what are their ages? I have two kids, six and three going on 13 sometimes it can be a little spicy um but love them you know the hardest thing for for them has been you know not, not seeing their friends not seeing their family um and just kind of having to to work in our little bubble here yeah and and you know to to uh, give a little personal side to me like her husband's in the in the medical field and so they have to be more cautious 
than 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 most people. And I, I would assume that the three and the six year old are uh, have about had it. We want more friends to come over. We want to be able to play. So every lesson that you learned, kids across America, I'm sure you are putting to, to good use, and, and that's for sure. Hey, last thing, with the pandemic, when when I've talked to some of the other pastors from the Rock Church, they said, "Look, we've grown. Like I know this has been really difficult, but but as a church, especially our online ministry has really grown, and I think that just says a lot about the leadership and and Pastor Miles and everybody that's involved there. Does that surprise you a little bit that you guys continue to grow even during this pandemic? You know, when the message came down that we needed to shut our doors, um, you know, we had a meeting and. Everybody was all in the same place. Everybody was in one accord. We are still going to continue ministry, but what is, what is it going to look like? And we're just going to pivot. And that, to me, really set the precedence of how we um, looked at everything. You know, we have food distributions going on every month across three different campuses. We have blood drives. We've partnered with the American Red Cross and been hosting blood drives because they can't do their mobile blood unit things. Um, we, we, we helped repair... 300,000 N95 masks. We reached out to the county and said, hey, what do you need? How can we help? So we hosted, we got a special permit where we could host volunteers, and they repaired the rubber band elastics on these 300,000 N95 masks, which, you know, helped save helped save so much money for the county. Wow. So, so things like that, yeah. So yeah. In, in addition to online, still, still looking for ways, hey, how can we – Come alongside and partner with what the city, what the county is doing, and and serve people in need and be a voice of hope. And because the, ultimately, at the end of the day, when we are able to transition and open up, we want people to, you know, get involved in it, whether it's the Rock Church or another church. Well, and look, and I've said this again: when you read their mission statement, save, equip, and send, and with everything that Mayling just talked about, you've got to have people that believe, and you know what, save, equip, and send, and and get them out. Every every street, every person, and that is uh, the Rock Church in San Diego. I, I cannot thank you enough, Mailing. I just can't. She's the director of media relations, and she has just been uh, just a great friend to this show, to Faith in the Zone, by, by just giving me ideas and saying, hey, how about this and how about that? And then when I found out her background, I said, man, I'm having you on. You got to come on and uh, let me thank you. And so, again, I, I just can't thank you enough. And, and the guests that you've given us have been incredible. And I know that Alice Mercer will just continue uh, that trend. I appreciate uh, everything you're doing. Thank you so much. If you ever want to feel what winter is like again, you let me know. You come out, you come to Milwaukee, and I'll drive you down to Chicago because I'd love to meet your parents there. Just sound like wonderful people. I don't think I'm going to hear from you until about August, though. I don't know if I'm ready for the cold again. I don't miss de-icing my windshield. I don't miss, you know, shoveling the shoveling the driveway or waiting till the car warms up. She is no longer. So why don't you? Why don't you? What when when the. When it gets really, really cold, why don't you just come out here to the West Coast? You know you what? Come hang out with the Rock Church. I may do that, but I can tell the people that are listening to that new mailing, which she was the tough mailing from the, from Chicago. It's not her anymore. She is getting soft, but that's okay. <laughs> mailing, thank you so much for your time. Have a great weekend. Thank you too. You bet. We'll be on the other side of the break. Allison Mercer. She is. Uh, she works at the Rock Church, and she's also a former Division One basketball player. And we will uh, talk to her. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan.
Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. Here are your hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Kellner, only on 1250 AM, The Fame. I'm just a nobody, trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. Again, Mike McGivern flying solo this week. I cannot thank Mei Ling enough. She's the media relations director at the Rock Church. She set uh, this next interview up as well. And Allison Mercer, who claims could still shoot the ball a little bit, I, I need I need some proof. That's all I'm saying. She wants no part of these Wisconsin shooters. The Southern Cal shooters, okay. You you stay out in Southern Cal and you know don't come to the playgrounds of the Midwest. And I talk way too much smack. If she ever came here, I would not play basketball against her. Former Division One basketball player Allison Mercer. Allison, thank you so much for your time. Mike, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be on with you guys at Faith in the Zone. So you could still shoot it a little bit, huh? You know what? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Um, sometimes, you know, it's like riding a bike. You get back on it, you that, just never forget. That's, so, I agree I like with that. Con- yeah. I like to consider myself to be, you know, modern-day Steph Curry. There, so there you go. <laughs> well, okay. I'm like Rick Barry then. You know, one of those set shooting. I don't shoot my free throws underhand. I, what's kind of odd is where where I'm at now, and like I haven't coached now in years, 36 years coaching basketball, but for some reason, I've always been able to shoot the ball a little bit. So I'll go get step in, grab a ball, and and my son will be like, "Are you kidding me? When's the last time you shot?" I go, "I don't know, six seven months ago," and he just shakes his head, like, "Come on, that's not fair." <laughs> for some reason, I don't know if it's rotate. You know, where when you start feeling it a little bit, you get to get to hit it. Hey, Allison, where did you grow up and where did you start playing basketball? Um, I grew up in San Diego, California, a.k.a. America's finest city that happens <laughs> to have America's best shooters, best shooters ever. <laughs> That's where I grew up, and um, I played basketball in a small school in Chula Vista, and that really kind of carried me all the way through uh, middle school, high school, all the way up to college. Were you a single-sport athlete? Um, I actually played volleyball and ran cross-country. Um, but cross country after a while just kind of didn't do it for me. I couldn't, I didn't see the joy in running 10 miles for fun. Right. So I ended up just kind of sticking with <laughs> the basketball, but I was a three sport athlete at Man. one point. And, and the, the, um, idea of going on to play NAI uh, college basketball, was that, did you have an idea that you wanted to be a division one athlete, um, all the way through high school? Did, did you have that, uh, where, where people were talking to you about, look, you got a chance to play at the next level? Um, I had people along the way that told me I had what it takes to take it to the next level, um, but I wasn't really sure how that was going to be possible. And by the grace of God, I just had, uh, coincidentally, a lot of private schools that reached out while I was a senior in high school, um, and that really opened up the door for me to continue my education. Um, so that's kind of like how it worked. Um, thankfully, I performed well enough in high school to get enough recognition, recognition locally, and that kind of helped transition to getting offers and going from there. Man, well, the Lord had a plan. Um, can we talk, and, and we're only going to have you for two segments, so I want to u- utilize part of this first segment to kind of ask you for your testimony and, and where your, yeah. your, your, uh, your walk began. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like to um, always joke around and say that I was born with the Bible in my hand uh, because I was born in a Christian family 100 percent. Um, but at the time when I was born and I was a kid growing up, I didn't really quite understand what it meant to, you know, own my faith and really understand why it was important to um, follow Jesus at a young age. So I always found a tension between doing what is right um, and doing it because I knew it was bigger than just being a good person. Yeah. And so um, balancing my faith and, and trying to discover that for myself and also being an athlete at a young age, I felt like I had two gods um, trying to learn how to serve the one and true God and basketball was like my other idol. And basketball essentially is what kept me out of trouble for most of like middle school and high school, because believe it or not, Mike, I was always in trouble, always in trouble. And if it weren't for basketball and God using people along the way to really speak to me, um, I'm not really too sure if I would be here having this conversation with you and to make it matters more serious. um, Like I said before, um, my relationship with Christ has been a kind of like a push and pull my whole life. And um, he didn't really become real to me when I was, until I was 23 years old, I was in my graduating year of college. And all throughout that time, even though I went to a Christian private school, I still did not take my walk serious. And he used my basketball coach to really speak into my life and kind of like, she was always there when I came back drunk from parties or the club or whatever. And she'd always sit with me and be like, Allison, like, you don't have to do this. Like, you don't have to be this person. You don't have to keep pursuing this life. Like, there is a better way. And coincidentally enough, she would always invite me to the Rock Church, and I just never, like, wanted to go. And one particular weekend after just really having a crazy weekend of partying and just doing things that I thought I would never do, I said a prayer to God. I said, God, like, if you let me get back home safely tonight, um, I promise you I'm going to go to church on Sunday and sure enough, um, I went to the Rock Church at then at that time, 7 p.m. service, and I accepted Jesus Christ into my life. And I've been rolling with him for eight years strong. Oh. And um, what's crazy is the church that my coach introduced me to in college was the church that I got saved at. And now she works there along with her husband, and now I work there too. And so it's so crazy how this whole kind of like full circle thing happened where I felt like I was running away from him this my entire life, but not even realizing it this entire time that was pursuing me and setting things up so much in alignment to not only allow me to find him, but align me with purpose in life. And so every now and then we joke around that we're all pastors now because they saw me when I was a little, you know, running around being crazy. And now I'm a pastor of the same Netflix demographic where I had the most trouble. And I had trouble in middle school, I had trouble in high school, and I for sure had trouble in college. And to now have the opportunity now to not only work at the place that I got saved at, work with the people who helped me come to Jesus, now I get to um, oversee and serve the very demographic that I struggle with the most. So it's amazing. You know, Allison, I... I'm 100% Irish. I'm one of, you know, these tough kids. I never used to cry. I cried as I'm listening to mailings about her mom. Now I'm I'm crying about your basketball coach. I just, this, 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 these people that, that, that believe in us more than we believe in ourselves back then. Mm-hmm. And, and look, I envy you. 23 years old, 
way younger than me when I when I when I decided and I made that decision, and 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 the mm. amount of people that you're going to have to be able to mold and help and and guide and and disciple because at 23 your basketball coach did not quit on you. What was her, what's her name? Mm-hmm. Her name is Kelsey Dillon. Kelsey Dillon. Kelsey and Ryan Dillon. Yeah, they're now um, our campus pastors at one of our multi sites. Man. So it's like so crazy how things just happen. I've re- I yeah. really hope that Kelsey Dillon gets a chance to hear this. You know, I know that she has heard you probably say these things to her, um, but for you to be on the radio, and this is, look, it's in Milwaukee, but faithinthezone.com is all over the country, and I get, you know, calls or emails from people at, all over the place that, you know, you're willing to say, look, my basketball coach, she didn't just say, okay, you're, you're here drunk again. I'm kicking you off the team. Get out. She said, no, you don't have to do, live this way. This isn't the way you have to live. And I love that. And I'll tell you this. I think it's kind of funny. The Lord now has put you in a place that you now have to see what you were like back then to some of the people. And, you know, karma sometimes is not all that great. We're going to get to a quick break. She is Allison Mercer. Again, every time I have somebody from the Rock Church, I say this, but go to sdrock.com and do not think you're going to turn that on and then head out shopping five minutes later. You put together a good half hour, 45 minutes, because you're going to get stuck like I did, and I have every single time I've gone to that website. When I get a chance to listen to Pastor Miles or some of the pastors at the Rock Church speak— and the mission is to save, equip, and send. Man, this church is doing some really good work. And uh, the people that I've had on in Faith in the Zone, um, look, they care a ton about people, but they have lived the life. They have lived the life, and they understand. Look, when you're talking to a Division One basketball player that can still shoot it a little bit, she's got some cred, she, right? you got a little street cred. When you walk in the court and you say to something, and they go, oh, you can't shoot anymore. What you got? Okay, let me show you. She is Allison Mercer. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone. A journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. Only on 1250 AM, The Fan. This has just been a really good show for me. Again, May Ling, who is uh, Media Relations Director at The Rock Church, our guest for the first two segments, and Allison Mercer, youth pastor at The Rock Church in Point Loma, which is right out of San Diego, sdrock.com is where you're going to want to go. Can we talk about how you how you got to the youth pastor job at the Rock Church? Because looking at your background, I don't <laughs> see like this was like this easy direct path on what you were going for. I'm looking at human resource specialist, um, the county of San Diego, business administration, San Diego. I don't know where the youth pastor part came. Can we talk about that? Mike, have you heard that quote where it says, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans? Yes. yes. <laughs> I, 
I'm sure he was laughing at me quite a bit. Like, oh, look at her. She thinks that's going to happen. Ah, that's that's not going to happen. But we'll go ahead and make her believe that she's that she's in control. But um, oh my goodness. So like um, like I shared earlier in my testimony, I got saved at the Rock. Um, and shortly after I got saved, I ended up um, leaving San Diego and moving to LA because I was super super like convinced that God was calling me to be a lawyer and work for the government and all this stuff. And then um, about in 2015, 2016, I ended up tearing my Achilles while I was in Los Angeles and ended up having to come back to San Diego and rehab for about six months. And during that time, I was on bed rest and just super miserable. And at that time, I was just journaling, journaling, journaling. And I heard God just gently tell me, like, I want you to come back to San Diego. And I was like, what? Like, how? Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, I'm building up my career in L.A. Like, you know, government's the way. And so he actually allowed me to get a job in San Diego working for the government. And when I knew that I was had that job secured, I said, you know what, I want to go back to the place where I got saved at. And I started going to The Rock. And anyone who goes to The Rock knows that we are a do-something church. So you can't just show up to The Rock and just sit and not do anything. So I just started serving, Mike. I just serve like everyone else does. And along the way, I started serving in youth ministry and young adults. And um, I just started getting opportunities to do things that just did not make any sense from speaking to hosting to speaking in front of the congregation, planning events, just a lot of things that I did not know that was inside of me. And it's amazing what happens when you play something in the right environment and you see what grows. And that's exactly what happened. And over the course of about two years, I had so many people through staff, congregations, our senior pastor really affirm that, like, hey, we really believe that you are called to be a pastor here so much that we believe that you are not going to only do that, but you're going to be a teaching pastor here, too. And uh, fast forward about, like, four or five months later, um, there was an opportunity to oversee um, the youth ministry at our main campus, which is the largest campus out of the seven sites that we have. And it was a big gamble um, for them to, you know, um, to to hire me because I had zero experience outside of being a leader for one year, Mike. That's it. (laughs) Um, but I knew that they saw um, God's call in my life. I like to believe that a little bit of that basketball hustle and grit is a part of it. And um, fast forward to that, I, I've been on staff for two years now, and I now oversee not just um, youth, but I also um, oversee college and adults as well. And it's just been a crazy wild journey. I always tell people that every experience that God allows you to, he uses it to not only get you closer to him, but for you to also fulfill your calling. And I can honestly say like all of the unconventional ways to get here have literally set the foundation for me to walk in to what God has ultimately called me to do. And that is to be a pastor of the next generation here at this church in our city. So in, I read a bio on Allison Mercer and it says she seeks to lead, empower and equip students to lead lives of impact for their families, their church, and their city. And what a perfect fit when, again, San Diego, uh, the Rock Church in San Diego, when you, you know, talk about that church, about save, equip, and send, you know, th- this was this was a match made in heaven, but it, it wasn't where, you know, they walked down the beach and looked at each other. She took a different path, and I love the fact that she knows that the Lord is kind of giggling at her a little bit, going, okay, now go ahead, think that. But you wait. I've got something down the road here for you. And and, and I just, uh, you know, that's happened a number of times in, in my life. And I just kind of, I know that he's playing chess up there. And, or, you know, he's playing checkers. I'm trying to play chess. And Lord's just like, okay, wait. 
you know, I'll take care of this, but you have to show me a little bit of patience. Hey, a couple of mm-hmm. questions before we cut you loose. Um, if I if I could take all the jerseys from all the sports, everything that you've ever played from from you know being a little just a little kid to, to, to Division One college basketball, and I put it in mm-hmm. a closet, and you could pick out one jersey from one team to play one more game. What jersey would you pick, and who would you play against, and why? Mm, that's a good question. Thank you. That's why I get paid the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so I think I wouldn't even grab my jersey. I'll take my 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 um. I played for a youth rep team, and we didn't have jerseys. We had T-shirts that had jersey numbers on it. Yeah, and we were the Hornets, and um, I would pick that jersey because I have a lot of memory. That's where I really found my confidence to shoot and to play and defend and be a gritty player. Um, that was like my seventh grade team. And I would probably play against my club team that cut me early oh, <laughs> to that, let them know, like, hey, yeah, that, that, that coach <laughs> that cut you is still, I'm telling you, he's still thinking, you got to be kidding. I cut her, but that really helped her develop the game. What? No, I don't, I don't believe that. Hey, so um, Michael Jordan or LeBron James, who's the GOAT? Ah, uh, Michael Jordan, Michael yeah. Jordan. But I, by the time LeBron is finished, he just might, he just might, um, he might take it all. He we'll might, see. but we'll you're a big Laker fan, so for you to say that, I, I'm not kidding. I've never liked you more because Michael, for me, this <laughs> Michael Jordan is just the best player that that uh, that will ever play. I, I believe that, and, and people are rolling their eyes at me, and I understand that. But man, I'm just telling you, I just. Uh, Watching him play, and when he had to be really good, when he had to dig mm-hmm. in defensively and do the things he did, um, just phenomenal. Do you still follow college basketball? Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, believe it or not, like my favorite college team is the Kentucky Wildcats. I'm a huge, I'm a huge, huge Kentucky Wildcats fan. Was a big fan since I was little when Tubby Smith was the coach. Um, and then when he left um, and, and Calipari came, which I know could be a little bit of controversial depending on who he's speaking to, um, but that was my team. And, of course, UConn, big fan of Gino Oriyama and any any player, for that matter, that plays for that team. I loved it when the Badgers beat Kentucky. And, <laughs> you know, they couldn't close the deal against Duke, but when you got Sam Decker and Frank Kaminsky and Josh yeah. Gasser. And, I remember that year. Do you know that um, we, my wife, because I've coached for so long as is a big basketball fan. We tape those games and if there's nothing to watch. We'll go back and watch that Kentucky game, especially the last oh. nine, ten minutes. And I'll oh. tell you, there was a couple of calls there that kind of went the Badgers' way a little bit. Nigel Hayes mm-hmm. traveled. No, he didn't travel. He took the shot about three seconds after the horn went off for the 24-second <laughs> clock or the 35-second clock. And I think when Gosser made this save, he may have stepped about two feet out of bounds. But you know what? Kentucky – Good, because the year before when they knocked out my Badgers, that was a tough one. <laughs> I, yeah, I, uh, I, I will never forget that game. And I think that, that's the game that put Sam Decker like, on the map and probably increased his, draw, his draft prospects to the highest level. Hey, Allison. I think, Alli- I don't think Sam is still in the league. I think Frank no, Misty is still yeah, in the league. Yeah, he is. Sam's, I think, in Japan. Would do me a favor. 
when you get a chance, when you're online, just Google Sam Decker high school basketball shot. He hit a shot to win a state championship here. And my boys that were seeing Luther, if they're listening, are going, would you quit talking about that shot? He came down. His dad was the coach, played up at a small school up in Sheboygan. And he came down. They were down two, and four guys were guarding him. Took the ball. He said to his dad, just give me the ball. Gave it to him. He dribbled the length of the court, hit a fadeaway three from the corner with as the horn went off to win a state championship. But if you Google oh, wow. Sam Decker's high school shot, uh, it's an incredible shot. Allison, you'll watch it more than once, I tell you that. Hey, I can't <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Keep up the good work. And and I think karma is funny to me. You got to deal with some girls that and some boys that are doing some some stuff that, you know, you might have been doing at that age and you didn't think anybody knew. So you you do a good job. <laughs> Keep up the good work, and uh, any chance you get to Wisconsin, let me know. I'll I'll, I'll get my high tops out. I'll, I'll take you to the court. <laughs> hey, everyone who's tuning in, you heard it here first. Yeah. At my show, when I come to Wisconsin, she, she owes me a game. You know what? That's it. All I know is she better come out and, play, and guard me outside the three than that quick first. Yeah, I've got no quick first step. I'll go right past her. I was going <laughs> to say that. Not going to happen. She is Allison Mercer. Again, S rock.com is where you're going to want to go we will have her back one day she's doing really good work there and i appreciate her willingness to come on thanks for listening this is faith in the zone on 1250 a.m the fan you've been listening to faith in the zone with hosts mike mcgivern and pastor ken keltner you can hear faith in the zone every sunday at 8 a.m and 8 p.m to find past shows exclusive podcasts or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm just a nobody, trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. When Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight. You picked 12 outsiders, nobody would have chosen, and you changed the world. Well, the moral of the story is, everybody's got a purpose.